It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Sharp Money, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. Of course, Amal Shaw at the South Point, the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, as we welcome you and got a huge show, our third show here on VSIN. Tony Pauline's going to be joining live from Indianapolis, breaking in a developing story from Indy coming up in just a minute. He's a pro football draft analyst. We'll get to him. Scott Spritzer, a longtime friend, longtime professional sports better, is going to join the show as well. Uh, the big guy has listened to like two and a half hours of a podcast that consisted of Aaron Rodgers talking about Aaron Rodgers. So you don't have to. We'll play the clips coming up in just a little bit as we welcome you in. I'm all Shaw. Happy. What is it? Wednesday. How you, how you feeling today? I'm feeling great. Uh, I'll just say this. I'm generally not the kind of guy that usually starts anything with a happy Wednesday. You know, that's not my style. I No, I, it, it, you don't come across as an overly happy person, but I'm happy to see you. That's such a misnomer. And yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy to see one. I got, I'm going to give out a play quickly just to wet the whistle. And then we'll get to the big story involving Jalen Carter. I got killed in college hoops last night. You can go ahead and take Indiana and Arkansas, put them in a cannon and shoot them to another planet. Cause I'm done with those two teams. Uh, Clemson lost by a hook. So got killed in college hoops made up a little bit back with the Bruins winning in overtime and that Clippers under under cashing. Uh, but that was a little bit of yesterday. How'd you fare? Uh, two and one last night. Kraken get the five three win against the Blues. This is a Blues team you can bet against every night. 
A uh, little bit disappointed uh, Louisville couldn't even hit a three-pointer in the first half against Virginia Tech. They ended up getting dusted in the second half. And then Bowling Green just absolutely smokes Eastern Michigan. Wasn't even close. They win by 20 in that one. So uh, not bad, 2-1, and one, but uh, just a little bit disappointed. I, I remember yesterday, I, I remember everybody here was on our, the Razorbacks, and I'm like, I'm telling you right now, man, going on Rocky no, Top. It was, it was terrible. You're it, 100% right. It, it just, your read was, your read well, was right. They're the number one team in deficiency, uh, defensive efficiency in college basketball, and I don't think people realize they've got some good size. This team can really play. You, I don't know if you saw the game at McHale Center earlier this year, Patrick. That was a game in which I thought Tennessee got jobbed on some of the calls. I had Arizona in that game, but if I'm being completely unbiased, I thought that was a game that could have gone either way, but the calls and the whistles all went in favor of the Wildcats. Amal, if you're watching or getting into college hoops as Mm -hmm. March is upon us, it is March 1st today. Uh, There are two games tonight you have to watch. Two big revenge spots. Biggies, Xavier Providence. Providence is awesome at home. We'll get to that matchup coming up in just a bit. Texas TCU, Mike Miles Jr. back in that backcourt. That is a huge revenge spot for two tournament teams in Texas TCU. I'll give a pick from the network. Samich, he's on the over 151.5. Xavier and Providence, two electric offenses They average a combined 160, almost 161 points per. Both shoot 35-plus percent from three, so over 151 just to start there. Yeah, I like that play, and also not only that, uh, this team is really – they can get up and go with anybody offensively, but the big thing is PC is almost 75% at the free-throw line, and generally speaking in college hoops, Patrick, as we know, teams at home are going to get more opportunities to be able to shoot the basketball at the free-throw line, and you like a team that can capitalize on that. Ed's yep. team's been tremendous. I have to tell you, I undervalued them coming into the season. I did not think they'd be a top 25 team, a contender in the Big East. You've got to give them a ton of credit for the turnover that they had. And by the way, I do know his last name is Cooley. A little disappointed in you yesterday. <laughs> you see me drowning. You see there's a life vest right by you. You could throw Bennett out there. No, no, no. You're like, I'm not getting off the sea deck to move two feet. This guy can either sink or swim. <laughs> Bryce Hopkins, the transfer from Kentucky, has been awesome. And 15-0 and at home for Providence. Yes, Amal Shaw absolutely spaced and forgot who Tony dot, tight, dot, dot Bennett was last night. You, UWGB guys and I are tight. So let's start with the big story. I slow rolled a little bit, but this is, I mean, it was a horrific story with the accident uh, that killed two after the national championship game. I'll get into it. We'll get into the betting ramifications. Former Georgia star Jalen Carter and one of the top prospects of Malshaw in next month's NFL draft has been charged with reckless driving and racing in connection with a crash that killed a teammate, remember, and a recruiting staff member. The story is coming out now. The details are coming out. It's not great. There were character concerns. We had our draft analyst on yesterday that said, absolutely, there's character concerns. I'll get to the statement that Jalen Carter has posted on social as well. Quickly, over at vsin.com, they did a good job getting up there quickly. Remember, Jalen Carter was a guy that was a minus 105 favorite to be the first defensive player off the board. That market has been taken down. When it goes back up, that'll be Will Anderson at the top. Now he's 16-1, to 1, that being Jalen Carter, the Athletic freak. He is a freak. The D tackle, 6'3, 310 out of Georgia. He was 16 to be 16 to 1 to be the number one overall pick. He's now shifted uh somewhere, excuse me, up to 16 to 1 from five and a half to seven and a half to one. I'll roll out some more of the details. Let's get your thought on the player, though, in Jalen Carter. Well, tremendous talent. Look, I'm not as high on him as I have always been with Will Anderson. I think Will Anderson's been the best defensive player in college football the last two years. I know everybody wants to point to Aiden Hutchison two years ago, but statistically, Will Anderson was just a better football player. It wasn't even close. 
Uh, to me, I'm still taking Will Anderson with the first defensive selection off the board. I think he's an absolute difference maker in terms of what he can do rushing the quarterback. That's where the real premium is in the defense, right? You want either somebody that can cover a receiver or somebody that can get after the quarterback, and I think Will Anderson's that guy. Jalen Carter plays in the center of the line, tremendous talent, but did play with incredible talent around him at Georgia. Great size you saw in the national championship game. Ohio State couldn't run the ball in between the tackles uh, with Carter there stuffing the run. Uh, despite the fact that he didn't play, he had some injuries this year. I think he's a great talent. I think because these are two misdemeanor charges, I think he will take a little bit of a drop in the draft, maybe somewhere in the top seven or eight, but I don't think people are going to go away from it. I think this goes back to the days of Randy Moss. You saw that he turned into an all-world. He was always an all-world talent, but a Hall of Fame talent, which came to fruition. So I don't see teams going away from this. They'll deal with the fallout of it, but to me, winning supersedes all, and I think you'll continuously see teams draft players with this kind of talent. I still believe Jalen Carter's a top-seven pick. Yeah, it's well put. Now, proper adjudication, due process. Okay, we can say all the legal jargon sure. before we get into it. It's not a great look, Amal. I mean, if you look into some of the details, one, it does appear investigators said that alcohol impairment, not with Jalen Carter, I'll get to that in a second, racing, reckless driving, and speed were a significant contributing factor to the crash. It appears that Miss LaCroix had a blood alcohol concentration of almost 0.2, more than twice the legal limit at the time of the crash. Now, here's the deal and what's being posited. Jalen Carter, it is, and again, he's been, he's been uh, summoned to misdemeanors, and he is leaving Indianapolis back to Georgia uh, to, to deal with this. Uh, he was apparently racing. Right now, yeah. here's the problem. He left the scene, Jalen Carter. He left the scene before police arrived, the crash, which was grisly and horrific. And then he returned two hours later. The problem and the reason he's being arrested is there's mixed messages. He gave mixed signals to the police up and down. And that's where we stand right now. Just a horrific story. One of his teammates. And again, we mentioned Miss LaCroix, who passed away in the crash. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Anytime you, especially particularly young people lose their life, it's always tragic. And reckless driving and racing, as you referenced, both misdemeanors in the state of Georgia. So I don't think he's going to end up facing a harsh punishment. But I, I will tell you one thing, because I live a couple of miles from where the Henry Ruggs accident happened, happened here in Las yeah. Vegas. And they were drag racing. And, I, and I'll tell you right now, um, when you look at that street, it was on Rainbow here in Las Vegas. It, it's I mean, there's too many lights. I don't know how you can go at that rate of speed. I'm surprised that these reckless driving charges are not upped at some point in time, especially if you're racing to a felony. It puts so many people in peril that are on the roads. You know, a person could be driving home from work. A, a man or a woman could be driving off their shift here in Las Vegas because people work all kinds of hours. And next thing you know, somebody is going 120 miles an hour on a street that's where the posted speed limit is 45. So it's really an unfortunate situation, and hopefully people learn from this going forward. But in terms of his draft stock, I don't think it's going to hurt him that much. Patrick, if he were a fifth or a sixth-round selection, I think this would put him in a situation where you just become untouchable, and I think your career could potentially be over before it got totally. started. Yeah, it's well put. Uh, the market is down right now. Again, Jalen Carter has been charged with reckless driving and racing in connection with the crash that killed a teammate and a recruiting staff member. Now, here is, and I mentioned proper adjudication. Again, due process. We don't want to judge too much. These teams, by the way, just found out about this today. There were rumors 
that were circulating uh, about character concerns and what happened with the crash and his involvement, but it appears the teams are learning as we are in real time. Here's the statement from Jalen Carter. This morning, I received a telephone call from the Athens, Georgia Police Department informing me that two misdemeanor warrants had been issued against me for reckless driving and racing. Numerous media reports also have circulated this morning containing inaccurate information concerning the tragic events of January 15, 2023. It is my intention to return to Athens, answer the misdemeanor charges against me, and to make certain that the complete and accurate truth is presented. There is no question in my mind that when all the facts are known that I will be fully exonerated of any criminal wrongdoing. Again, we are a betting network. We're talking about a guy that was minus 105, your favorite to be the first defensive player off the board. Uh, but this is much bigger than that. Todd McShay had mentioned in the past that there were character concern. He got absolutely skewered on social media. And now this is coming to light them all. Yeah, I, I look, I don't want to sit there and say Todd McShay's taking a victory lap somewhere, but he sure is on this one because everybody just absolutely went after him and he got crushed. Generally speaking, a lot of times when this information is put out there, it's from fairly very reliable sources, either within the program at a UGA or somewhere in the NFL. Look, for people that are unfamiliar, the NFL employs a lot of former FBI agents or former law enforcement that work in security uh, within these teams, and they do a tremendous job of unearthing things. I'm going to go back a while here, uh, Patrick. Remember Stephen Hedick-Smith out of uh, Arizona State from Dallas, Texas? Didn't get drafted in the first round, and I remember he had a draft party, and people were like, well, how come he's not going? The teams knew he was involved in a point-shaving scandal, and I think those are the types of things where you see guys fall and people are wondering on television, hey, how come he's dropping? Trust me, the teams are doing their due diligence. When you're investing this much money into a certain player, especially Jalen Carter at the top of the draft, you're talking $20, $25 million. You want to make sure your investment is solid. No, it's well put. And again, it's a developing story. Adam Burke's got the story over at vsin.com. You want to go read about the ramifications in the market and some of the particulars with Jalen Carter. Go to vsin.com. That's plus one. When we come back, plus two. Yeoman's job by the big guy pulling the clips because the self-indulgent podcast that Rogers was on will have clips from that next. He's done with his bro treat. And he casts a shadow over the quarterback situation in the NFL. That's Aaron Rodgers next here on Sharp Money. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so 
there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, in addition to the new shows, including Sharp Money, VEASAN will kick off new podcasts and have kicked off new podcasts to give every better the insights, tools, and confidence to make smarter betting decisions. VEASAN continues to expand its catalog of popular sports betting podcasts to cover every corner of the sports betting menu. Of course, you got the VEASAN College Basketball Betting Podcast, some of the best college hoops analysis around, breaking down the betting odds, lines, and totals. Tim Murray hosts three episodes every week. Of course, Humans is involved. Adam Burke involved as well. We've got the Hockey Podcast, the VEASAN Hockey Betting Podcast. Danny Burke, NHL expert Andy McNeil, they cover all the things uh, that have to do with hockey twice a week. So make sure you check them out. VEASAN.com slash podcast. That is an apropos read as we welcome you back here on Sharp Money talking about a podcast because we're going to talk about a podcast that Aaron Rodgers was on. Aaron Rodgers, of course, Amal Shaw, I'm Patrick Maher, the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson. This is Sharp Money as we welcome you back. If anything else drops as far as Jalen Carter, uh, some have him. I know Mel Kuyper, by the way, Amal had him atop his big board at number one as far as overall talent. He has been charged with two misdemeanors. He left Indianapolis back to Georgia to deal with that. If anything breaks on it, we'll let you know. We go to plus two, and that is Aaron Rodgers. Your boy has emerged from his hole, and he casts a shadow and holds the quarterback market 
by hostage, essentially, because here's the deal. The Jets and others are waiting for the domino to fall. And the big piece, of course, is Aaron Rodgers and free agency. The 39-year-old quarterback went into whatever it was. He went into hiding for like three, four, five, six days, did ayahuasca, cold plunges, tried to find himself, and now he's out. The big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, you actually listened to. He went on one of the most bro-y podcasts of all time. That's not on the VSIN network. I think it's Abri Marcus. It's very much Joe Rogany. Is that the podcast? Oh, well, I don't know. It's not as much machismo as a Joe Rogan podcast, but there is a lot of talk about hallucinogenics and holistics and uh, – a lot of talking about Aaron, like uh, I would say an hour, 36 minutes and 49 seconds of talking about Aaron. Well, we're going to play some clips. Amal, here's one thing to note. The Packers, if they deal him, yeah. it puts uh, 40 million of dead money on the Packers cap. See, they got leveraged into a horrible deal. Remember, a week before a free agency opened last year, they extended him. They had to extend him. He had all of the leverage, Aaron Rodgers, because he had just come off back-to-back MVP seasons. And they gave him a deal where if they release him, it makes no sense money-wise. And if they keep him, they're going to pay him nearly $60 million and have $6 million of cap space left on a team that went 8-9 and last year. So he's kind of holding not just the quarterback market hostage, Jamal, but he's holding, of course, his team and the Packers hostage. Yeah, looking at it, they take a dead cap hit of $99 million. Uh, Cap hit this year is 31.6 with Rodgers on the roster in 2023. Uh, I think you're in a tough spot here if you're Brian Gutekunst and the Green Bay Packers because the the bigger concern is long-term. I think you could potentially blow up the situation for this year and then go with Jordan Love because, Patrick, you're going to have to sign him. And I think the one advantage of him playing one year is you can decide whether to extend that rookie option on the fifth year, which you get on a rookie contract if you're uh, excuse me, if you're selected in the first round. It's a five-year deal as opposed to anybody in the later rounds. It's four years or less. So they're in a tough spot here. And if they like Jordan Love, I think they're going to have to try and figure something out. Uh, I would not want to be them right now. This, this is the biggest thing. But you know what? You see this with teams all the time, guys. They sit there and they want to get the, everybody now and they oversign and overpay guys. At some point in time, some business acumen and business savvy needs to be involved in these decisions. Well, here's the interesting part. It doesn't make sense for Rodgers to hamstring the Packers or potentially the club he's going to get traded to. Uh, be, uh, but he, he loves the attention. He's an exhausting human being. Every offseason's the same. And I'm not, again, I'm not clubbing anybody. If you want to get existential, you want to find yourself, you want to get philosophical about life, I'm on board. But what he's doing right now, he needs to make up his mind. Let's get to some of the clips here, big guy. What's the first one we're going to play? Yeah, I mean, let's set the scene here, right? Because what he did was he literally locked himself in this dark cabin, no light in or out, was being brought his meals. Uh, he didn't go over the process of how they avoided like bringing light into the room for that assume like night ray vision goggles are used or something i don't know anyway first clip here is aaron Rodgers on the aubrey marcus podcast talking about how he felt going into the into this retreat knowing that he had 96 full hours of black in front of him there was um an excitement i think Uh there was there was the the understanding that i was walking into the unknown and I think it's part anxiety and part excitement. Like, yeah. what is it going to come through in these four nights? And also, what is going to come through in these four nights? You know, mm-hmm. just the dichotomy of 
um, just the unknown. Um, so I lit a little candle, I closed the door and kind of arranged my food on my bed where I was, um, where I was going to eat it. And then I blew that candle out mm. and that started, um, a pretty incredible, uh, difficult at times, uh, four nights. This sounds like a dude that, by the way, just read for the first time Marcus Aurelius's Meditations and is starting to find himself or The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Like you do when you're a freshman in college, he's finding himself. He used the word dichotomy, which is uh, appropriate because he is quite dichotomous. But you can tell he's very measured Amal with his speech. Very self-indulgent. Yeah, absolutely. By the way... Uh... I know he spent 96 hours in the darkness. I'll tell you what, that's about a minute of darkness that I just won't be able to get back in my life. I mean, <laughs> okay. what the hell did that guy tell us? Absolutely nothing. Look, you want to play ball or not? Let's make this thing easy. You know, the Packers have been with you for 18 years. They've sat there and acquiesced to everything you've needed over the years. Give this team and their fan base. I, I think the Packers, and no disrespect to anybody other, any other fan base, I think the Packers might be the fan, best fan base in all of sports. They are loyal to their team. They never turn on their guys. I mean, this is unbelievable. And he sits there, and every year you brought up a great point, Patrick. You said, you know, this guy wants the attention. To me, let me know when he's reporting for OTAs. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's certainly narcissistic behavior. Now, let's hear from Rodgers, a big guy, about making a decision. When will a decision be made? What do you got here? Well, that's the thing is, he went through this retreat. He's speaking to Aubrey Marcus, whoever that is. And he still doesn't have a decision. So this is what he had to tell Aubrey about knowing that a decision needs to be made soon. You know, I remember, you know, when Favre, uh, before he retired, you know, there were times where he, it was in April and May and he still, you know, we weren't sure if he was going to come back because he didn't come to any offseason program. Clip, cut, and, cut the clip. No, 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 no. It's, ex- it's, it's nauseating. He's droning on. I know you put two and a half hours of work into pulling these clips. He's as boring as a piece of wood that like he's droning. Do we have anything him talking about making a decision as far as the NFL is concerned? Uh, no, that was one on that. Okay. There's uh, he did talk a little smack about. Matt LaFleur, though, about that first year and the, the, kind of this chip on the shoulder he created for himself. If you okay. want to hear from that. Yeah, let's hear that. Okay, go All ahead right, and guys, that. that will be video 12. This is Aaron Rodgers on the Aubrey Marcus podcast taking some weird shots at the, at the Green Bay Packers, at Matt LaFleur, and even Jordan Love here. Uh, this is how it went. And look, honestly, I felt in the first year that Matt was here, I was in Green Bay in 19. I felt at times like a game manager. Like it was just, I didn't quite understand what we were doing at times on offense. And my job was to take care of the football. And I did, you know, I threw four interceptions and 26 touchdowns and we were 13 and three, but I felt like there was so much more. And, you know, then they drafted my replacement and then I went MVP twice and I threw, you know, 85 touchdowns and nine interceptions in two years. And obviously there were some changes that happened on the team and the coaching staff. And I didn't have my best year plan. And there's probably people that think I'm done. First of all, I appreciate I them I was doing done, the- you know, before I became COVID MVP twice. Hmm. So. <laughs> I thought he was supposed to emerge from a hole humbled. 
Like, don't you go into a retreat like that to come out and be more accepting of other human beings? That was essentially, look at me. I hate Lafleur. I hate the fact that they drafted. And he essentially just rolled out his resume there, Amal. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, I appreciate them doing the podcast at a local library. The hell was he whispering for the whole time? I mean, the, the other thing is, okay, we get it. You're a great player. I, I, listen, in terms of talent, I don't know if there's a bigger Rodgers fan than me. I think he's the best guy I've ever seen in terms of being able to sidestep pressure within the pocket. But at some point in time, don't you just sit there and say, well, listen, it's not worth it. And here's my, always my analogy in sports. If Montana can get traded and if 99 Wayne Gretzky, who I still contend, I, I get the Jordan arguments, is still the best player in team sports, in my opinion, of all time, could be traded, everybody else can be move, moved on from. Okay, so here's my question for you, big guy. You're going to have to make it an executive decision because you are the executive producer. We can bail off the segment because, like Amal said, he's so monotone and boring that it's killing our show. Or is there a nugget that you have pulled that will actually enlighten us like he supposedly was enlightened in a hole? There's a nugget, but it's not about football. And you can hear that when we go over things at the final segment of this show later in about an hour and a half. when When we close tabs. Instead of that, thanks for nothing, Aaron Rodgers. You ruined our third show. We're going to come back with some college hoops. Xavier Providence next. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, we reset as Aaron Rodgers attempted to torpedo the show. If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college hoops, VEASAN experts have you covered. You can become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99 right now. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests, tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, and of course, the betting guides. Make sure you check it out. Become a pro right now. VSIN.com slash subscribe for $9.99. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. As we welcome you back here, Sharp Money, Amal Shaw, the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. Hope you're having a nice Wednesday as we get you going. I mentioned at the onset, the two games tonight, if you're just getting into college hoops, it is March 1st. We've got March Madness right around the corner, Amal Shaw. If you're going to watch two games tonight, Xavier Providence, Texas TCU, those are the two, correct? Yeah, I would agree with you. Um, you know, I just want to are you, oh, by the way, are you Aaron Rodgers? Because that your, your energy right now, I think we're completely, it's seeping into our, our souls right now. Yeah. You know, this is going to be such a fun, entertaining game, both of them, but yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, listen, you can't get two better games tonight. We just went from the coma to just being reinvigorated in life with these two games tonight. X that piece uh, against Providence tonight. This should be a terrific matchup. You referenced it earlier, a revenge spot for uh, Providence in this one, losing 85-83 back on February 1st. So these two teams met four weeks ago. High-scoring game there, 168 total points in that one. The big thing that's my concern with uh, when you look at this team right now with X is Zach Fremantle still out, dealing with a foot injury. And I think Sean Miller and company are taking the right approach in terms of getting him ready for the Big East tournament and or the NCAA tournament because they're going to be somewhere in that four to five range in terms of seating. If they have a great showing in New York City, I think they could move up as high as potentially, not likely, the three seed. But And then Tandy also off the bench, a contributor in the rotation out as well. So just something to pay attention to when you look at it from an Xavier standpoint in this one. But Ed Cooley, you mentioned it. He has done a tremendous job. You know, I've got certain leagues where I've already got the coach of the year determined. I think as well as Shaka has done with Marquette this year, I personally believe that coach of the year should be Ed 
Cooley. I did not think this team would be near what they are. And this number at three and a half, I think it's the right line. Uh, you mentioned it earlier, uh, Samich liked the over in this game. I think this total is yep. low at 151. Both teams, by default, even if they don't shoot the ball well, Patrick, based on pace and tempo, are going to probably be able to get to 70-plus, and then we wind up with some free throws late. Should drag this thing over the total here. So this should be a fun viewing game. I'm going to play for uh, wait for an in-play. Hopefully you can get a number uh, with somebody on either side catching some, uh, you know, X maybe getting six and a half or something like that on the end game or PC at some point in time getting plus points, three and a half, four and a half. Well, you mentioned it on Monday when I asked you outside of the Big 12, the second best conference yeah. or league in college hoops, and you said the Big East. This is a great example, Amal. This is a brutal league this year. Xavier and Providence are both tournament teams. You mentioned uh, Xavier beat Providence 85-83. was a great game, an overtime win the first time out. So this is Providence who, as far as Providence is concerned, where they have an edge here. First off, Bryce Hopkins, the transfer from Kentucky, is yeah. a stud. He's their best player, but they're great on their home floor. They're 15 and 0 straight up. They're 10 and 5 ATS. They beat Marquette. They beat UConn. They beat Creighton. This is Providence I'm talking about. They're going to have a rebounding advantage. These are two really good and really well coached teams. Two electric offenses. You see an elevated total of 151. I think it goes over that total. Uh, I mentioned an average combined 161 points per. Both can shoot the three. Providence has gone over in four straight. And I just think, I don't think there's a mark. Like I was talking to Will Hill, who's on the over as well. I believe it is today. I was texting with Will Hill. These two teams are evenly matched. It really comes down to the advantage there on the home wood. Yeah, no question about their 15 and 0. We saw Duke last night close out with a win against NC State. They end up finishing the regular season undefeated at home. And yep. I think Cooley's team's got a chance to do the same thing here. And again, I think the one thing when you look at this uh, Providence team that's a little bit underrated with them, I like Jared Bynum at the point. He and I, he's not a guy that's going to overwhelm you or he's going to stand on a national level, but he just has a level of calmness out there running the show for Ed Cooley that I think makes a difference. You look at the sex team, I love Sule Boom, tremendous free throw shooter, which you want in your guards late game situations when you're looking at covering spreads. We'll get into that later on on a play I have tonight uh, in college basketball on a team where they've got one of the best free throw shooters in college basketball when you're closing it out. So you're absolutely right. But I think if you're not touching this game, whether it's a side or a total, this is going to be one you want to watch because these are two teams. that are going to be no worse than five in on the seed line in the NCAA tournament. The Xavier team that shoots as far as overall percentage from three point, they're fourth best in the country. The problem with Xavier, and you can see this when you watch them, they don't defend the three. Yeah. Are Xavier or province, two of them, are either of them legit national title contenders to you? Uh, I don't think so because I don't think X plays enough defense. I think they can score the basketball and they can try and outscore you. Uh, but PC to me is a very good team. I, I think they've actually overachieved this year, but I don't think they're as good as some of the other upper, upper echelon teams. When I look right now in league play, forget what the regular season standings are. Still to me, the team that's going to make the deepest run in this conference is going to be UConn. I look at Marquette. Yeah, them. yeah, I absolutely do. Their size. They've got guys on the perimeter that can shoot the ball. Newton Jackson's an incredible athlete. Uh, I love Danny Hurley's disposition. It's like, my God, him and Bobby are not even brothers. Bobby has an aneurysm the minute he walks out and they go, hey, we're going to have a jump ball. What? We don't, we don't get the ball first? I mean, he's a nut. <laughs> Danny just su does such a great job with this team. I'm a big fan of his. Um, but to me, I look at also Creighton, McDermott's team. I like them a lot. I think they're a little bit underrated. Uh, Kulkenbrenner has been injured throughout the year. This is a team that's dangerous. I think X and PC are two teams that can surprise you. But look, I'm telling you right now, I'm not saying that five teams from the Big East get to the Sweet 16. 
But it's going to be a disappointing year for this league if they don't have at least three. I think that's how good this league has been. I thought, well, generally when somebody prefaces it with, I'm not saying dot, 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 you were going to say what you weren't going to say. You know what I'm saying? I do. Okay, thank you. I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Listen, actually, I had to give you a compliment. You caught my reference on Monday. I'm impressed with your uh, listening skills and your memory there from Monday's reference on the second best league in the country. Revenge spot for Providence as they return home where they're dominant. Another revenge spot, TCU. Remember, TCU was up huge uh, earlier in the year against Texas in the first half and gave up a big lead. So they're going to be bitter. A revenge spot. They're at home tonight. This is Jamie Dixon's. This is his best team at TCU. They're legit. If they can hit a shot from the outside, they can win a national championship. We were talking to, I was talking to Felica, uh, the bear about this a little bit earlier today, who does like TCU in this matchup. Uh, but the difference, you can totally see the difference with Mike Miles Jr. Also getting Lampkin Jr. back. Uh, Amal, it's been huge for this TCU team. Texas, it, very balanced, whether it's uh, Serge Jabari Rice or Timmy Allen or Carr. Carr's really kind of the engine that does everything for that team, but they're so deep, they're so long, and it's a Texas team that is very well balanced. They do go through droughts, and I know you watch them a lot. Offensively, you get a little concerned about Texas at times. I think TCU's just going to push the ball. I think the home court tonight, the revenge spot And again, Texas still motivated because I guess they're still alive as far as a share of the Big 12 title with Kansas there. Yeah, absolutely right. And uh, let me tell you, this is going to be a huge game. Make no mistake about it. I get TCU's having a great year, whether in football or in basketball, but you always still look up to that school down Interstate 35 in Texas. This is the... This is the flagship school in the state of Texas, and this is the you know how you measure yourself. And this is a great opportunity for Jamie Dixon and company. You know, you mentioned uh, Allen and, of course, Sir Jabari Rice, who I like a lot. Love his disposition, always even keeled, mm-hmm. never gets rattled out there. But Marcus Carr has been the straw that stirs the drink. And I think a wild card for Texas is going to be the rest of the season still is Tyrese Hunter, the Iowa State transfer. I like him a lot. But getting back to your point on TCU, you know, you mentioned Miles and Lampkin being on a lineup. Think about this. You're without the second leading score in the Big 12. You're without the leading rebounder on your team. I mean, Jamie Dixon, still, his team still compete. They've been impressive all year long. This is a tough team. I like TCU here in this game. I think it's going to be a fired-up Horn Frog crowd tonight. I think you'll see some whistles go in their favor. Now the number of two and a half is a good play. When I saw it earlier this morning, and this is the reason I didn't play it, it had gone as high as three and a half or four even in certain spots. So I think two and a half is a good number here with the Frogs. Where are you at on Jamie Dixon? I think he's a tremendous coach. I thought he was going to wind up at UCLA. I remember he was on Ben Howland's staff, went to Pittsburgh. I thought he was going to go back there and didn't end up doing that. But Look, he's found a good niche here at TCU. He does a great job. I think this league with Texas and Oklahoma leaving is going to be wide open. And TCU, despite being a small private school in Fort Worth, has got an opportunity with the recruits in the state of Texas to be really a dominant force. They're a private school. They have money. They can contribute to NIL. I think TCU is, if you were buying a stock, Patrick, I said the best stock I would buy is University of Houston. I think with Kelvin there and then if Dana Holgerson remains at UH, I think that program is really going to be on the rise. But I think TCU has already arrived with Dykes as the head coach in football and then with Jamie Dixon here in basketball. This team, this team is unbelievable. And by the way, one of the all-time worst moments and best moments in my life happened at TCU at a game. I saw one of the all-time top five smoke shows I've ever seen. She goes up to the restroom. I run off from press row in the middle of the game to go chase her down. She's like with some old guy who's like our age now. I'm like, dude, forget about the old guy. I'm like, forget about it. You're not going to be with him in two weeks. Give me your number. She's like, I can't. I'm with this guy. All-time top five. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Ho- hold on. Smoke show. Absolute can you, smoke can show. You, can, you, can you elucidate? What does smoke show mean? On a scale of one to ten, probably a fifteen. 
but smoke show means you saw an attractive young lady. Yeah, back then I was young too, so it was even better. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> by the way, I'll answer my own question to you. Texas TCU, I asked you about Xavier and Providence. Can they win a natty? Texas and TCU both can win a national yes. championship this year. They're that good. Specifically, I mentioned if TCU is hitting shots from the outside, they're awesome. They can go tempo. They can do a lot. When we come back, the big guy is on the spot. Bet Destiny. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, shout to Bet Rivers with the Arnold Palmer Open and UFC 285 this week. Head over to Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost for all the golf fans out there. Bet Rivers is the place to bet the Arnold Palmer with top 10 insurance. Place your pre tourney bet on an outright winner. The fun doesn't stop there. Bet Rivers has you covered with UFC 285 with parlay insurance and more. Check out betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. Bet Rivers, it's a whole new game. Of course, this is Sharp Money, our third show. We made it. Amal Shaw, the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. Hope you're having a good day. By the way, I texted you. You both were up. Amal Shaw was up at, like, I don't know if you were at the poker table, no. but you texted us at 5 a.m. Were you still out? No, no, no. I, I fell asleep last night, probably, uh, probably about 11, 11, 11, 15. Pretty early for me, but uh, I was up. And I, I kind of canceled going to the gym this week because, you know, I wanted to be here for Dustin. He's got so many things he's wanting to do. Yeah, me, me too. To That's do. why I canceled the gym, too. I wanted to be well, here for a mall. Well, listen, you know, so I figured I'd get up and go get a workout. And in the morning, I was up and I was like, I shouldn't text these guys 530. But all of a sudden, you guys respond like you both live on farms. Yeah, no, we, we're, we're constantly up. We're constantly working on the show. Thanks for getting involved, Amal Shaw. I know the big guy uh, was up at that time as well because he came up with a new idea and a new segment, and we're going to give it a go here. This could be disastrous. Like I texted you both earlier today, 88% chance this is going to implode right in front of our faces, 12% chance it's special. It's called Bet Destiny, right? No. Okay, what is it called? It is called Manifest Betany. <laughs> okay. Manifest Betany. Shout to James Polk. What the hell is this, Dustin? I am cornering you guys into placing bets that you like today into regions of the country. So Manifest Destiny, for those that don't know, it is westward expansion from sea to shining sea. Those two seas are the Atlantic and I believe the Pacific. And you believe? So while we're doing this, I'm going to force you to place a bet in the north, a bet in the south, the east, and the West to cover the entire United States. And it's a really simple process, but you both seem to not understand it. Well, hold on a second. So my objection to this is I'm not making a bet based on geography. No, but you are. That's the name of the game. I I get that. I just refuse to play the game. Why are you? Why? Because when you make a bet, you want to win. I'm not going to make a bet. You know what? Hey, this game's out West. Let me just make this bet because I think there's a 50-50 shot. Why do you hate fun? I don't hate fun. What makes you think I hate fun? You just don't like the fact that I'm pushing back on something that you've created. And I will tell you one thing. I don't think I've ever worked with somebody as creative as you. I got to give you that. I'm but, ignoring your compliment, but keep wait, going. Wait, no, no, no. You're not allowed to crush him and then kiss his ass to cover I'm up I'm not kissing his ass. Let me tell you right something. Now. First you, of all, you just I, then me, you I, felt no, guilty. No, now no, you're kissing feel, his ass. No. No, 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 no. That's not true at all. Because I just told you guys yesterday, I called you after the show yesterday. By the way, Maher and I, uh, Maher talked more than I did on the phone. We were on the phone for about 15, 20 minutes because I was waiting outside the bank. And then finally we got off the phone. I, now I know what it feels like when he must talk to me. He's like, Jesus, finally this guy got off the phone. <laughs> but, uh, 
Anyway, I, I said to him, I said, this is like being on the 96 Bulls. I'm here with Jordan and Pip sitting front row. Oh, gosh. I'm Luke Longley. I got my passport in hand. And when Phil says, come on in, this is what I'm doing here. But I got to tell you, Phil, I don't want to come in and mop up time. I'm not coming in to put in the play because you want me to take VGK because they're out west. Well, I'm Phil, and I dialed <laughs> up a play. And go to your spot and set a pick for someone. Well, I'm Pip. I'm not okay. going in. I okay. don't like to play like the 94 uh, finals against Eastern finals against well, the Knicks. I'm not going in. You don't even know if you don't like the segment because well, you well, just well, started st- to understand it seven seconds ago. Let me get control of this show. We'll start by showing Amal's manifest bet we can't. list. Let's we go can't. ahead and throw the oh, graphic. Oh, you can't. We got you it can't done. Show we, it? No, yeah, we, we did. Can. That's it, it looks delicious. It, 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 there it is. So, North. Loyola, lane four, Rhode Island. What's your take here, Amal? I love uh, Loyola in this matchup here. This is a team that struggled. Denzel Valentine's, te- Denzel Valentine's team has not been particularly good, but Rhodey has really struggled this year. This is more of a play against Rhode Island on the road tonight uh, in Chicago, taking on Loyola. Uh, Going to roll with these guys here, lane the four. I think they get it done in this game in the A-10 tonight, and you catch this game on CBS Sports at uh, 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern. I can't stop laughing because I still don't know what the segment is, Dustin. So can you help me understand? All right. So Amal bet on Loyola, who is in the north region of the country. I'm giving you guys multiple outs. There are a lot of teams that consist in two regions. So technically, you can be flexible with what games you pick. If a team is playing from one of the regions in the country, north, south, east, and west, do I have to define those? Uh, Mason-Dixon, Mississippi River, those are our dividers. They will then fall into those categories. Loyola's a North. His next team, which Amal, wait, way to really own up here and take a big risk for your second bet. Alabama minus five fifty versus Aber- Auburn for his South bet. Well, first of all, Patrick, let me respond to that. I took a three-team money line parlay with Bama, Kentucky, and Kansas State. And you go, I got to pick one. I can't have all three. So that's why I had to put Alabama on there at the minus 550 on the money line. They're at the capstone tonight. They're not going to lose at home against their rival in Auburn. And I like Kentucky to win uh, against Vandy at home tonight at Rupp. And then K-State at Bramlage tonight. So you got to include all those. But if you're going to sit there and just slice and dice it how you wish, how can I sit there and be expected to give you my best when you just tell me I got to pick one? I asked you for four picks. If I included that parlay, it would be six picks. Jesus, man. I, I... I don't know what to tell you. East Rangers minus one tonight against the Flyers. This Flyers team's not good. Rangers with the extra acquisition of Patrick Kane. He's going to be on the ice tonight. We already saw them bring in Tarasenko from the blues. The Rangers, I'm telling you right now, Patrick, I know you were giving me pushback yesterday. Boston is not a lock to come out of the Eastern Conference. Shesterkin is as good, if not a goaltender, not this year, but he's still a better goaltender than Linus Olmark for my money. 47, 8, and 5 after an overtime win they for shot, the Bruins last night. They got Incredible. outshot in regulation 51-17. I don't even know it's a how winner. They, yeah, it was a great it's a winner. winner. Golden Knights, you're taking a plus number here, plus 125 versus the Hurricanes. Officially didn't make this play. I just took this because I needed to uh, appease my man over here with the team out Couching west. And I, yeah, what's that? Couching it in case it loses. No, no, no. I didn't make the play. I'm very transparent. Let me tell you, nobody owns their wins and losses more than I do. <laughs> Here at this we go. We're losing this Here segment. Here we go. Nobody, nobody owns their wins like in a mall shot. But you do. Or losses. Taking a risk here. Or losses. Um, I just think that uh, Hurricanes, the goaltending can be uh, questionable at times. I still like Brendan Moore's team a lot, though. Okay, let's throw up Dustin's manifest betany list and see how the brainchild would actually lay this out. What do you got for us? Well, this is very simple. Northwestern North is in the name. They are my North bet. Well, minus one and a half first half. Why, why first half here? 
because Ken Palm has them as a three-point favorite. I'm just going to hope they cover one and a half in the first half uh, because I don't want to sit here and watch the second half, if I'm going to be completely honest. I don't want to lose because of free throws. Gotcha. There uh, you go. South, Auburn plus 10. Bubble motivation for Auburn, rivalry game, Brandon Miller distraction may finally catch up with the tide. You think there's pressure in Tuscaloosa? You think they're talking about it? Are you kidding me? They're all trying to hide the weapon. Auburn plus 10. <laughs> East. The new, I almost called New Jersey. Brooklyn Nets. I am a Knicks fan. Everyone's on this Knicks hype train. I think if you go roster for roster, the Nets match up very nicely. They have a lot of nice wings after the Durant trade. I love the two cams, Thomas and Johnson. They got Bridges in the deal. Claxton, a, a defender in the paint. Added Dinwiddie again, taking the Nets. And then for my West pick, the Trailblazers, minus one and a half. Home versus the Pelicans. New Orleans kind of banged up. Let's take Dame Dollar coming off that 71-point performance. By the way, Patrick, is anybody who's a Knicks fan allowed to actually talk basketball? Why do you say? Well, let's see. They lost the finals in, what, 94? Their last championship win, Dustin wasn't even alive, 73. You know I don't play for the team, right? I'm well aware. I just watch. I just watch. (laughs) I am just saying. I just like taking a shot at Knicks fans. So I'm still kind of noodling exactly what we're trying to accomplish here. It appears to me, big guy, and you tell me, again, I don't want to step on your executive producing toes, but it appears to me this is simply a way of trying to get four, eight, 12 plays in one segment. It's to fair. Yes, and to hit every region of the country because we are broadcast nationwide on the air everywhere here on VEASAN and to corner you guys, to force you to make some plays even on days when you may not have them. Like Amal was was talking about one of his bets, his uh, VGK bet. He doesn't actually have it in pocket. That's fine. The point is bet it for the game, and next time we do the segment, we'll come back with how we did last time. But we will not keep year-to-date. We will not keep ROI. It'll just be what did you do last time? What are you doing today? I have a legit question for you, Omal Shaw. Why did the number flip up in Edmonton? My North play was Leafs Oilers. Mm-hmm. I was going to go Leafs. The number just flipped from 121 as Toronto, the favorite. Edmonton's now laying a, a dollar ten. What happened with that number? That's a big move on that number. You know, I'm not sure in terms of why that one has such a uh, precipitous move here. I'm I know both checking. teams are very busy with the trade trade right. deadline looming, but that is a huge move. 121, uh, literally while the segment was happening, Edmonton favored 110. Yeah, and Samsonov's going to be in net tonight, so I'm a little bit surprised by that. So we'll go Maple Leafs, Oilers. Oilers are a dead nut over team. We'll go over six and a half. You got to pay a little price. TCU, we talked about them. Lay the two and a half. The Bulls still vying for a play in. The Pistons are tanking. Lay the six. And Suns Hornets go over the 229 in KD's debut. Tony Pauline on the draft next, live from Indy. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.